Not everything metal was created equal. What an ugly thing to say. The Metal Sucks Podcast. Chickity Chuck and Godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Greetings and salutations, my fine yes. metal friends. Welcome to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast. I am Chuck. I am Godless. And this is your That's weekly examination of all things metal, the Metal Sucks Podcast. How you doing? Oh, it's happy to be here, man. <laughs> uh, make sure you are subscribed to us on iTunes. Uh, you can find us uh, if you just search Metal Sucks Podcast. Also, every Monday, of course, at metalsucks.net. That's where we uh, post it up. And um, let's see, uh, Stitcher Radio, where else can you get it? Yeah, just, Is that iTunes? Yeah, yeah, there's some other places where yeah. you can get us. And make sure that you are following us on Twitter if you've got something to say. Uh, you can, you can, you probably want to yell at Godless most likely. Yeah, uh, he's uh, at Godless Speaks, and I'm at Bearded Ape. So uh, follow us on Twitter. That's uh, another good way I was to do it. Tweeting like crazy at the gym this morning. <laughs> Were you? Oh no, yeah, I haven't looked, dude. Dude, Gold's Gym is the place to go when you are looking for secular milfs on a Sunday morning. So, actually, that makes very good sense. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah, I could totally see that. It's just like it's it's the microcosm. It's like they all hmm. that's where they all go. Indeed. And hmm. usually they're single. And well, you, you really? Well, you think so? that, that 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 early in the morning? Yes. And you can see who picks up who from the daycare. You know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, all right. But you just- so she puts out. All right, good times. <laughs> all right, that's uh, that's good. All right. <laughs> I we're, t- we're supposed to be talking about metal. Oh, we're talking about yeah. the gym. It's a whole other podcast, Dude, man. When I'm at the gym and I'm listening to, uh, uh, you know, because we got we got Morbid Angel right introducing the show, like, and I'm I'm like. <laughs> I'm, I'm lip syncing as I'm working out. You know, ghouls attack the church, crush the holy priest. And I'm looking around the room and nobody knows what I'm singing, you know? And it's a real bummer. It's a real bummer. I wish somebody would be like, fuck yeah, Alters of Madness, I know man. exactly what that is, man. Alters of Madness, Chapel of Probably not, man. Hey, um... In this episode, let's see what the hell we're going to talk about. We're going to oh, we're going to talk to David Davidson of uh, of Revocation in this oh, episode. Yeah, oh, such a nice dude. He was he was such a nice guy. Man. We had a great time with him. And okay, okay, so the interview. I'll tell you this. I'll warn you right now. No, it's good. It's good. But I forced the funny. It's my fault. We had we had a better interview with him eating pizza afterwards. You yes. were right. We should have just uh, like taken the mics to dinner. Kept on coming uh, and just had some pizza with us. <laughs> with him that, that, that conversation, that our conversation about Pantera alone was was not even on microphone, and it was the champion of the night. Yeah, I, I feel bad. No, no, it's my bad. I should have brought. Like I said, I should just uh, just wear a microphone. No, uh, it's, all it, the time. It's my bad. I forced the funny. Nah, pff, it's all good. But we're we're gonna review our our. Our interview with uh, David Davidson here in this episode, plus play a new one from uh, the new album Deathless, which comes out uh, this post on Monday. This will come out tomorrow. Actually, yeah. it comes out October fourteenth. So Deathless is like, I mean, that title track is like one of the best songs. The it really is. It's the first time that they've really written a full on. Um, like pop style song sort of it's like the verse chorus verse chorus verse bridge chorus like it, it fits the 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 style perfectly or the what am i saying the, the pattern the, mm-hmm. the, the yeah 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 and so uh, it's it's a really interesting thing but the rest of the album is really good too so we're going to hear a song off the of uh, the album that is out it's been streaming but uh, but we haven't played it on this show yet cool. we're going to do that and also something new from pig destroyer score <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Something completely different from Pink Destroyer, which is awesome, by the way. They did something for uh, Relapse, an EP with uh, two different songs on it that is like 9,000 minutes long. So it's <laughs> doom stuff. But it sounds like Pig Destroyer. Actually, it sounds like Napalm Death to me, but we'll play something off of that here in a little bit. But uh, one thing that you can do to participate in the show is uh, is leave a message. Every time we post one of these uh, episodes up in MetalSucks.net, you can leave a message right there on the on the post or whatever. At the bottom, it says, post your you know, So if you've got a microphone hooked up to your computer, you can record a message and send it to us, and maybe we'll answer your question on the show. So we want to go ahead and do one of those almost every episode. So let's, uh, let's see what we got on the line for this week. Hi, guys. My name's Adam. I'm 29 years old from Detroit, Michigan. And I want to know why newer bands can't get more love. I'm tired of hearing people say that their favorite bands are Morbid Angel or Iron Maiden, Slayer, Death. A good number of these older bands arguably haven't put out much of anything worthwhile since the mid-90s. Why can't people get as excited for newer bands? I love older bands like Carcass and At The Gates, Napalm, Death, and Suffocation. But when asked for my favorite bands, I'll lead out with The Black Dahlia Murder, Job for a Cowboy, Noisem, Flesh God Apocalypse. These are bands from my era. Um, and also, I'd like to know, what are some newer bands that you guys dig? All right, thanks. Good question. Thank you, Adam. Loaded question. Yeah. To say the least. Hey, and just, you know, speaking of Detroit, like, we took uh, uh, Dave from uh, Revocation to Via 313 pizza here in austin texas it's the buddy style of pizza detroit style mm. pizza and you agree right it's like the greatest food ever created yeah, on earth it was pretty good oh, it was pretty God, good it's it still not awesome. chicago style pizza it's still you know whatever you detroit people with your oh i don't know why you put the sauce on top that's like the dumbest, that's the dumbest thing ever I don't, know what, I don't know what that's all about I mean, it tasted good but i mean it was awesome it's all messy it should be stuffed with stuff <laughs> it shouldn't be it, it shouldn't be covered with stuff it should be stuffed with things you just like your old paradigms and you don't like anything new well that's the way i roll uh-huh my uh-huh. favorite band is iron maiden yep <laughs> <laughs> so deal with it did i just segue real sweet so the the idea that the that people favorite bands and people name off all the classic bands as their favorites is um i don't know is that just a generational thing i the, i personally hate that question not not adam's question but hate the question of hey man what's your favorite band just because it's so fucking hard to answer oh, i yeah. think that i yeah. think that like personally i it varies from genre to genre it varies from day to day minute to minute even mm-hmm. sometimes i just don't eh, what, what what's perfect for me right now Right. You know, it, and it's hard for me to it's always been hard for me to answer. But even so, just in general, it is tough for newer bands to get the love. I mean, you look at just in the in the, in the interviews that we've done for over a year here on the podcast, it almost with a few exceptions, like Between the Buried and Me, mm-hmm. uh, Nick Hippa from Woven War, those shows got a lot of listeners. No, the, no, no, no. Like some of the stuff that the, the ones, some of the other ones that got the most listeners on the on this on this podcast have been like the Black Dahlia Murder, have been yeah. White Chapel, right? Have been some of the newer bands that have that, that have been doing really well and they have a really big fan base. And I think those bands have got have, have got something. But what? But I think what it has to do with is is also experience. I mean. You know, I, I'm not going to divulge my my age <laughs> since I'm an old fart. But the thing is, that I think if you've got a couple of decades on people, 
you have a little bit more to choose from. You know, if you're 20 years old, so he's 30, he's 29 or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, so your favorite bands are Flash God Apocalypse. Well, that may not be the guy who's 20 may think that whatever is now is it, origin is his favorite band in the world. And that's going to be the best thing ever. Dude. I remember being like 18 years old and playing uh spiritual healing by death to, for some old asshole. Right. Who's probably our age yeah. now. Right. Or what we are now. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, Oh, sounds like black Sabbath to me. <laughs> and after I punched him out. Yeah. Right. It's, I mean, what, I, I, I constantly on guard about trying not to be stuck in the old stuff i I I agree with that too part of my problem is that i'm 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 i've got this like anxiety whenever i feel like i'm sitting still either in my interests or anything if it lasts too too long i start to get like anxious about it and i need to fuel it with something new but i think the but there is value in in I can't not say that Iron Maiden isn't my favorite band, you know, personally, because they pretty much are my favorite band. I mean, if I go back, I can still listen to to the band and listen to their lyrics and go to their shows and buy their merch. Da, da, da. I'm a member of the fan club. You know, like it's so ingrained in me as far as part of like what I love. I can't get away from that. And so it, I can't deny that. But I also can't deny that I still love so, so much of the music that is coming out today. Or, you know, stuff in the last decade or two decades, you know, whatever. But it's tough, like, when you're, when you're 20, 21, 25 years old and things are happening to you for the first time and it's True. exciting and everything else. And you can, you can associate it with something of that time that you're listening to. Yeah. It, you, when you hear it again, it brings you right back, you well, know? That, well, that's exactly what I'm saying. I mean, you know, seventh son of a seventh son means something to me because it happened to me at a point in my life 20 years ago. That was fun, exciting, was, filled with hope. Exactly. And it was, it, well, not not even that and you fear you hear something new now there's no hope there's no excitement <laughs> well, i hear the evil of that man do and i think of what i did to that poor girl what <laughs> yeah, did i do totally. to you yeah. oh i'm sorry i'm so <laughs> fucked this up oh jesus christ so i mean you know i that, and i think that's what i associate those things with and everybody has that you know whatever that happens to be and i mean there's so much new music that is so fucking good but at the same time it doesn't have 20 years of history in my mind you know so that's that's the hard part for I guess people that have got a little more experience with the uh, <laughs> oh fucking old who've got, who've been listening to music for twenty years, it's kind of hard to detach from those things that they've been really in love with for so long. Yeah, I don't know. I, twenty years of history to me just sounds boring. Oh, dude, just sounds boring oh, as well, shit. No, and I'm not saying, but the, well, and that's the other thing is like I'm not pulling out my Iron Maiden records and listening to them every day. Right? You know, I'm not. That's not you what can't. I'm doing either. But oh, no, I could. I trust me, I really could. But but the thing is, is that I'm not doing that because I also love new stuff and I love music that's coming out and I love stuff that you know, just all kinds of different varied things. And it's also new experiences for me and new things to 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 happen to me, even though nothing happens anymore. But doesn't it doesn't it drive you nuts oh, when when a band like Judas Priest puts out a, out an album that just sounds exactly like what they would have done thirty years ago? Now that's a different that's a different thing. I'm it, not, I'm it not, is. I'm but, not talking about I'm not talking about old bands making new music. I don't I don't have to like that either. But I know? guess my thing is like if you're going to declare a band as like your favorite, you got to sort of take the whole of their career. No, you don't. You should. No, you don't. 
should. You, you don't have to Metallica prove that 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 theory completely bogus, because everybody in the world will say Metallica's the best band ever, except for that part in the nineties. You know, it, everybody will go there unless you were like a kid of the nineties and King Nothing was your fucking jam. And uh-huh. there are people that are like that. There are. I feel sorry for you, 30, 30, 32, 35 year olds who who grew up on that fucking part of Metallica because yeah. that part of Metallica sucked. Really, they should have. You know, you should have gone to that concert they did in Antarctica and just stay there. <laughs> and like, go swimming. <laughs> yeah, go swimming. In about twenty minutes. <laughs> put, put yourself out of your misery. Yeah, it'll be all all done. <laughs> why, why don't we time. trap you under ice and that'll sound great? <laughs> ah, I see what you did there. All right. <laughs> No, I mean it's it's I, tough. I, it's tough when I hear a band like all right. So if we're gonna talk about like our favorite new bands, right? One of the bands that dr- just to me like, oh my god, it's so awesome. It's Chthonic, right? Chthonic okay. are freaking awesome. No, and no. and sometimes I feel like I'm forcing it when I think about what is it that I associate Chthonic with. What what am I listening to when I listen to Chthonic? And it's 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 kind of a challenge because it's not like. You know, go on playing mailbox baseball with my buddies. Like, like that's what that's what I think of when I hear of uh, Dawkins. Of Sl- no Slayer, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, album is, uh, you know, Raining Blood, South of Heaven. You know, we were spinning all that stuff. We're whacking ba- mailboxes. Yeah. You know, that brings me right back, and that's awesome. Chthonic, uh, you know, what? When I opened up a new account at my new bank, or <laughs> I think I was, you know, there's not much that, not much life experience attached to yeah, it. Yeah, you know, and, I was working out at the gym this one time, listening to this album exactly. again. Exactly, uh, great. Okay, exactly. Cool. Yeah, it's it's really kind of a challenge. I, and I think that all right, obviously, all right, so that's a time in our lives. And I think a lot of bloggers, a lot of uh, people running websites, a lot of podcasters are, you know, this generation. It's really, really tough to to have that voice of people who are coming up in the era of job for a cowboy between the very me and all that stuff. I don't agree with that. I think those voices are out there. Those are the same people that are commenting on everything they have their opinion about everything it's a, yeah, i mean if you're not on reddit then you're not seeing what all those people are talking about i mean that all that stuff is out there and all those opinions are out there and people feel very fucking strongly about that stuff and i mean job for a cowboy is a great example of one of those bands that is this generation well who are the adults now basically are the 25 to 30 year olds because they're in their 10 years now worth of uh, worth of existence. So, I mean, you're seeing seeing that happen. But at the same time, in another five years, those people that are big job for a cowboy fans from MySpace are going to be going, you kids with your stinking whatever music right. you get, because they're going to hate the new bands that are out because they sound just like the bands that they, that they listened to when they were growing up. And it, it it's all, it's all cyclical. I mean, it's just every generation has got their own. I got to bring thing. up. I got to bring up something because the, the, this topic came up last night. So so, uh, uh, the family is we're Skrillex fans, right? Yeah, you're fucking yeah. terrible. And people. so and so, like we're watching a live stream. I got something for you of by the way. Skrillex last night mm. and uh, in concert On at uh, yeah, and and oh. had it cranked. We're dancing, having a great time. But this is the thing: Skrillex he plays like thirty five seconds of a song. And then it stops, and then it goes into a different song, and then it's thirty five seconds of that, and then and and the kids love it because yeah, they all got the shortest ass attention span. His computer must have been skipping or something. It drives me freaking crazy. Just play the three minutes, man, because I want to get in a groove, but there's no groove. 
I, I but now I, I'm not interested in seeing him live. But it, I think that's another generational thing. I think that, like, you know what? With these damn kids, you I know, don't have attention span. Music is what that is. No, I yeah, think that, I think I, it's just shitty music. But I think that mm-hmm. I think that you know it applies to this too because I think that the bands making music now can do things with shorter attention spans, and I think kids will love it more. Uh, see, I don't know, man. I, I well. You say that, but Grindcore has been around for 20 years, and and, and they've been making 45 second songs forever, or so, less. So, I mean, it's it's. I don't think that has anything to do with it. Uh, I don't. I don't think it has anything to do with it as far as attention spans are concerned. I think if it's interesting, it's going to be interesting, and people are going to like it. They're going to like it, and if it if it translates and catches people at the right moment, I mean, because people now will say job, that job for a cowboy do me people. Oh, whatever, man. You know, it's just taking this and sounding like that or whatever. They can talk shit about it now because it's ten years on or whatever. But then, holy fuck, dude! I heard that song the other. I heard. Uh, uh, and two men of a machine the other day on the on the no control channel. I was like, yeah, I'd crank that shit up, dude. Oh, yeah. I'm like, Fuck yeah, that was good. So you know, I mean, I think that stuff is still out there, and there are great bands that are making really cool new stuff and new interesting stuff. I mean, we're gonna play one on the show, Pig Destroyer. I mean, that band. Not only did they have one of the best records of the year a couple of years ago, I mean, they do this damn EP that is Doom that is just stupid. It's like, what the fuck? Are you, you, yeah, Doom sucks. You no the way, but what they did with it is incredible I like, can't, i'm looking forward to hearing it so i think what they've done with it is, is just incredible but you've got all kinds of newer bands that are doing amazing cool things and, not in doom well whatever i mean you may not think that but the other people do well yeah, the other people are still other deaf. people love electric wizard or they love what you know whatever i mean me because there's a chick in the band me personally i like you know i'm more of the noise factor i like the dillinger escape plans of the world and the converge and um, and the big destroyer and things like that that's the kind of stuff that I've glommed onto in the well, last decade. So. Yeah, but those two of those bands have been around for like 25 years. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like some of their best music, but some of their best music has happened in the last te- decade. Yeah. You know, so it's like, well, I don't know. Uh-huh. Favorite bands. It's a loaded question. It totally <laughs> is. Can I, can I really hit some is. of the bands that, are, that you got to check out? Adam, um, you got to check out real quick, Crossfaith, and I'll not rock. You got to check out Crossfaith. Yep. <sighs> Arsis, The Hell, We Butter the Bread with Butter, Woven War, Atlas Moss, Septic Flesh, Nightfell, Whitechapel, Bellacor, Nail Blood Scars, and Revocation. That's a revocation, man. They, they are definitely good, man. And uh, and I, I said it in the interview, one of the best bands that nobody knows about. More people need to be. I couldn't believe when I saw how many fans they had on Facebook. And I was like, son of a bit. What the fuck, dude? These guys, people need to know who these band, the, this band is, man. Revocation, they've got a new album called Deathless coming out uh, this week, and we got a chance to sit down with David Davidson of Revocation, guitar player and vocalist, and have a little chat when they uh, made their stop at the Mohawk here in Austin. Watch like five interviews on YouTube with you. And every one of them, the first question they ask is, how's the tour going? And every time you're like, oh, it's going great. But I can tell you're lying through your teeth every <laughs> Well, it's just like, it's not time. that I'm lying. It's just like sometimes, uh, 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 oh, this is, is this the interview has started? Or Why not? not? Uh, yeah. No, it's not that I'm lying. It's just, you know, sometimes you, I mean, I'm not going to say it's going shitty. You know? Why not? Well, you know, I mean, because they never are shit. I mean, no matter what, like you're on tour and like, and it's fun, and like you know, you're with your friends, and you're playing music and stuff like that. You're but not it's just always sort of, on tour with your friends, though. We pretty much get along with most bands we tour with, you know. So it's it's 
it's more of like a, I don't know it's sort of a you've heard the question multiple oh, yeah, times right. so it's it's uh, I feel like that's sort of like the stock question that like every interview asks you is like how's the tour going well, you don't want to be a detractor either you know you're like this tour's fucking awesome dude. Uh, you know uh, yeah I mean I'm, I might just start saying it fucking sucks just to mix it up a little <laughs> yeah bit, totally you know? be like, I, I'd be like I, I want to see this thing I'll just be like interview over <laughs> this thing looks how like dare you <laughs> ask me that <laughs> it's a train wreck in the making is there like a, a common thread among all the bands that you guys don't get along with like something about them that like all of them are like I said, we, we pretty much get along with everybody. Like, I don't know. We're pretty, like, easygoing and, like, we're not really, like, uh, I don't know, like, divas or prima donnas or anything like that. Like, we just like playing music and, like, hanging out and, like, you know, if, if for some reason, like, you know, there's any kind of, like, tension or whatever on the road, which there very rarely is, like, it's pretty simple. You just, like, don't really, like, hang out. You know what I mean? Just kind of zero. There's enough people to hang out with on tour and, like, enough things to do on tour that, like, if for some reason there's, like, you know, tension over it's like kind of fairly easy to avoid it, you know. And like all the bands that we've ever like toured with in a bus situation, that's always been cool. I mean, I could see like if you were, we were on a bus and you couldn't escape, then it would be like more of like an issue. But you know, when we toured the US, we're in a van, so we're self contained in our own unit for most of the day. Um, and then when you're at the show, I mean, there's just like a million things to do so but you guys are on the road like non-stop i mean yeah. like crazy non-stop i've seen so many bands that, that tour but not like you guys do and with everybody you know just the fact that you're playing with crowbar tonight right you know is like what and then see you with dying fetus or whoever just like yeah. everybody seems like at some point you got to run into some assholes <laughs> <laughs> well it, it's it's cool because when we tour with different bands like it's sort of you know the different scenes of people come out you know there's different vibes like and i think the cool part about our band is we, we can fit with a lot of different bands um so it's it's nice that we're not sort of touring the same circuit over and over again i mean crowbar is going to bring out a different crowd than like dying fetus would bring out um so it always feels like you know we're we're sort of exposing our band to new fans and uh you know playing in front of different crowds which which keeps you on your toes tiring though i mean oh yeah <sighs> i mean it can be it can definitely be relentless exhausting sometimes again especially touring in a van i mean when we tour over in europe like we're in the bus and you get a pretty good amount of rest uh that's if you're not like drinking all the german beer and stuff like that but um you know over here i mean i drove this morning to here from uh dallas and like you know i definitely did not want to do that drive because i was like a little tired and like we had to get up early and you know it's, sometimes it's not just about the driving to and from the gigs it's you know, getting Australian visas in order and like a Asian visas in order when we go over there. That we spent like two hours at Kinko's today. So even though we got a hotel, we, we were still up at like eight o'clock and we didn't like get in and get settled until like one thirty. So, you know, it's there's lots of stuff to do on tour. Van maintenance, like, oh shit, we're like 2,000 miles behind on our oil change. We got to make time for that. And there's all these little things that need to get done on tour. We, got, we had to go to Home Depot today. You know, so it's, it's not just like you wake up and get to the gig and then you're loaded and that's that. There's all these different things that are competing for your time. Um, so it can definitely be, uh, you know, exhausting. Plus your body's days. hurtling through time and space at 60 to 80 miles per hour. And that, that's got to suck. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of weird sleeping on a bed that's not moving sometimes you know you're like oh this isn't vibrating and like jarring all of my organs and brain around like this is kind of weird to be in a stationary position for more than you know three hours um but uh 
you just kind of get used to it. I don't think your body gets conditioned to it. You know, it's it's like the first two days of tour, like usually they have a bang over, you know, and you're like, oh, fuck my neck. Like I've never had bang again. And then like, you know, by the third or fourth show, like your your body just kind of gets used to it and used to like the the beating. We've, we've all beaten our livers into submission at this point. So <laughs> what's left of it? Yeah. What's left of them. <laughs> That's our medicine on tour. That's is there like 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 when you guys like first got going and you guys are on the road and you go a couple minutes over in your set time and the band afterwards is like what the but then you're like well relapse and then they go ah you can go a couple minutes over but no more and now it's like you guys could go like ten minutes over because you're metal blade man I don't know if that works like that our set actually got cut last night <laughs> <laughs> yeah we got Kurt's fault no no it was just the show was running late and you know. Shit happens, but um, yeah, going over is um, no matter what tour you've been on. Like unless you're like headlining, like it just it, I don't think it really matters what label you're on. If it's you know if there's something wrong with like the house gear or this or that or you know sometimes like even like local bands opening up on the tour won't have like the fire under their ass. So like they'll like break down their kit on stage and stuff like that, and then that ends up fucking up the whole lineup. So. Um, you guys got like a policy, like th- you, way you know you guys see that happen all the time. You know how to roll with it, right? You know how to kick some ass. Yeah, well, I mean, we try to like get on and off stage as fast as humanly possible. But um, them pushing them off the stage. Oh no, I mean we'll get up and like, you know, we won't be dicks about it, but like we'll like help bands. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like oh cool, like you know, and people sometimes are like oh thanks for the help, man, and it's like no, I'm, I'm doing this for me. Like, <laughs> so you know, whatever you need to do to like help move the show along. Um, I mean, we've been like we did like a, a fat, like California Metal Fest. We drove for like long, long ass time, like eight hours to get there, and like loading was at like nine in the morning, and like all this shit, and then like because the sh- the you know, it was this huge fest with all these different bands, like somewhere along the lawn, the person that was supposed to be tour managing that stage just like dropped the ball and we played like three songs and like, you know, it was like introducing like the next song and they were like, no, no, you're cut. And they like cut the PA and everything like that. Oh. And like, I fucking like chewed out the stage manager. Like, what the fuck? Like, God damn it. Like do your job. So fucking people don't get fucked over. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, you never want to like blow up at someone, but like when you drive for that long and you play like, you know, half your set, and you're expecting to do more. It's just like... And your fans are expecting. Right, right, exactly. You know, there's nothing worse than, like, introducing a song and then, like, looking over and you're like, oh, I guess we're not doing that, you know. So, uh, you know, it, it can definitely be... Uh, it can be Acoustic set over in the merch table. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> but that shit you learn to roll with, right? I mean, you just got to kind of roll the punches at the at this stage. I mean, that kind No, kinda... at this stage you should be like, Stepping fuck up. you guys, <laughs> I'm on fucking Metal Blade. <laughs> What are you talking about? It should be the opposite. Okay, all yeah. right, all right. Yeah, you know, it's it just, it is what it is, you know. I mean, we're in a metal band, so, I mean, obviously we're gluttons for punishment as it is. <laughs> true. <laughs> that is true. Well, you got a week till the album comes out. Yeah, less than a week. Have you heard the whole thing yet? Yes, oh, I have. Ha ha. Yeah. I have heard it, and it's awesome. All right. Thank you. It's very good. I would say a little bit of a departure from what you guys have done before. There's some, there's some interesting stuff on this new one. Yeah, I think, you know, with every record we put out, we want to, you know, maintain our core elements, but also grow the band. Um, and I think, you know, on this one, we play around with with atmosphere a little bit more than we have done in the past. Um, you know, certainly there's like thrashy songs in the record, but I think there's more of a death metal influence at the forefront of it. Um, you know, there's certainly sort of 
you know progressive elements um i think if you've been a fan of this band up to this point like this new record will not only make sense but it you know hopefully will be yeah it doesn't give your you a favorite whiplash one. or anything it's yeah, not yeah. Like, oh shit what the fuck are they doing right, it's not right. a banjo album or yeah, anything yeah, like yeah. that but i mean <laughs> it's it's definitely you hear a lot of what you're talking about different just different tones different looks basically yeah we, we try to add contrast and yeah. you know we want each song to have its own personality but to still you know, fall under the umbrella of revocation so you know it's kind of interesting for me to see people's comments on different songs when they come out when you release like singles or whatever cuz you know i know each song is so different you know for me our records aren't meant to be like oh you listen to one song and then you get the vibe of what revocation is all about it's really even though it's not a concept record i feel like you have to listen to the whole record to really get an idea of you know what the band is the perspective of of the the perspective exactly of like oh well they've got like all these different elements but you know the hope is somehow they bring them together so it's you know cohesive at the same time do you deliberate yeah, I mean, like, would you sit down and go, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do this differently on this record, or we're gonna try something different? I mean, do you sit down and really think about that as you're going, or is that just, oh I shit, I get this cool thing and let's try, it. let's go with this? I think it's a natural evolution. Um, I mean, we've all got diverse tastes in music. Uh, I mean, certainly diverse tastes in metal. I mean, at any point in the van, we're listening to black metal or death metal or thrash or this or that so i mean we're influenced by all the different genres of metal um not to mention genres outside of metal um so i think it's just sort of a natural process you know um whether we sit down and say like oh we're gonna we want to write this record and be it make it diverse or you know just these are the riffs that are coming out of us as we're as we're going along because we're influenced by different things um i think it's more more that than anything just a natural evolution i don't think i trust anybody enough that i would be in the same vehicle as they are while they're driving and listening to good black metal it's just i mean you i'd be afraid of like black ice but you know cropping up out of nowhere yeah yeah just shit happening trees popping up for no reason and then you know or them just going let's go off the cliff you know good black metal you you get grim on the road sometimes totally I'd be like, put on Chichin Chong. You listen to good black metal or good death metal, it makes you happy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. know. Not the black metal (laughs) stuff. Death metal, yeah, but black metal makes me like. (laughs) Takes you to a dark place. Yeah, totally. Bad things happen. (laughs) Bad things happen. (laughs) Let's get in my car. One thing I've said about you guys forever, because I've, I've seen you guys, I can't, I can't even count how many times I caught you guys open up for somebody headlining tours, like on the way back home uh, or whatever, is you guys are the best band no one knows about. You guys are amazing, and people uh, said that five years ago. <laughs> I think we're doing something wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm like, I, and I keep. I mean, I, you guys got to do everything right. I mean, you got the the artwork looks good. The you know the the logo, the merch, like you got everything. And, and I mean, do you? Is it been a slow build? Do you feel kind of building for you guys now? Yeah, totally. I mean, we're not a band that's, you know, the flavor of the month or, you know, trying to hop on like a particular trend or this or that. I mean, we really write music for ourselves first and foremost. So there definitely has a build. Um, I mean, even if you look at just, you know, one thing from the industry, like record sales, like our our record sales have consistently like doubled and tripled like every time a record comes out. Um, It's just that it's a slower climb because, you know, we're not the band that's going to be that flavor of the month where, you know, every 14 year old kid is going to like jump on it because it's some weird gimmick or something like that. Um, you know, I think we make, you know, fans of, from, from different walks of, of metal or whatever. Um, so it's, 
the fan base has been steadily, increasingly growing. I mean, I can see it on every tour we do. Um, it's just sort of, uh, you know, instead of getting really big and then sort of plateauing and dropping off, I feel like it's been sort of like a, a steady climb, and, um, you know, hopefully that will you know, pay off and, you know, help maybe help us sort of stand the test of time in a way. Yeah, do you think it's like a better foundation? To I mean, on? I would love to be driving around a Ferrari right now and be like totally loaded, but, you know, that just wasn't in the cards. But uh, I th- I'm, I'm really uh, optimistic about this new record. I think it's going to do, I think it's going to be our best one uh, in terms of reaction and, and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm interesting, just interested to see like how uh, it, it's received once it comes out and, and to see the sort of profile of the band you know, in the coming months, um, because this record is something that we all feel really passionate about. Do you have a like over under number on first week sales in mind? Oh, I, I never like to like do that because then if I say some number and it like I know. falls short, it's gonna yes. be like totally shot. Let's just go with one million records <laughs> sold first week. Damn. So I think I'll that's the, I'll take the under on yeah. that. <laughs> not, not being you that's know, conservative, but. Uh, <laughs> Well, do you think some of that now? What was the the changeover from relapse to metal blade? I mean, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but you know, what was the impetus behind going to a new label? And do you think that's a you know, just obviously, hopefully, a better opportunity for you guys? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, running a band is running a business, so it's like you know, our contract was up with relapse. We had a great time with them, um, and we still remain like really good friends with some of the people that work there. Um, you know, metal blade offered us like a really good deal. Um, just looking at the label. You know, from an outsider looking in, I mean, they've got a legendary roster. Um, you know, they seem to have a, a, a quite a global reach, and that's something that we've, um, you know, we want to try to break into, you know, Europe more and, and other different markets. I mean, we've still never done Euro festivals. Um, I mean, you could play to, you could play one show on a Euro festival and play to more people that you play to on an entire tour. Um, so, you know, trying to, you know, think globally, um, to, to look at, the bands that are on Metal Blade, bands that are on Metal Blade consistently seem to stay on Metal Blade as well. I mean, if you look at Cannibal Corpse, I mean, they've had a, I don't even know, a 20-year history, 25-year history yeah. on that label. It's just, it's insane. Um, so they're obviously doing right by their bands, and, and it seems like they have a lot of bands that have, have uh, made, you know, quite careers for themselves. Yeah, so. the only person on Metal Blade that we've talked to that later left was Dave Brocky. He was anxious to get away from that. Yeah. But then yeah. didn't they resign? They did. No. They did. He he checked out. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, but, uh, it's almost a year. Come on. Those uh, jokes should be valid now. Well no they yeah, and that was the thing is that they did jump off for like one album where that's they, what I mean. I was yeah, like yeah that back. I was like R V A records or, yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh, did they did they court you or did you guys were you guys shopping? Well, well, basically we, t- you know, told our manager and our manager knew like we were up with our contract with Relapse and was like, hey, just put the word out that we're basically free agents and see who comes back with offers. So we got offers from a bunch of different labels, um, uh, but Metal Blade seemed to sort of pursue us the most. Um, you know, they came out to our show when we played in like uh, Santa Ana. Um, Mike Failey over at Metal Blade was like calling me, you know, periodically you know, um, during the weeks that we were on tour, you know, just kind of checking in and you know, seeing what the doing? vibe was Feeling like. Okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is everything know? all right? But you know, yeah. it, it, it showed. Great to the hear label. from you, man. <laughs> I did that with a girl for a while. It didn't work out. Work out. <laughs> well, you know, they they wiped us up, so they did something right. <laughs> Bought the right dinner. Yeah, yeah. And even got the appetizer ahead of time. They took us out to the Rainbow. Uh, you know, so okay, good you know, to go. They bought. I think three pizzas. So, <laughs> yeah. whereas relapse only got us two. How tough was that phone call? 
Uh, oh, to relapse. It was it was hard. I mean, like, did you just I, make the manager do it? No, 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 no. I I, oh. I called Bob personally. Um, a couple of people had left from relapse and stuff like that, but you know, Bob has been there since we started, and um, and he's really worked his way up, um, from you know basically doing sort of like internet, you know, promotion based stuff to I mean now he's he's really uh, you know running a lot of the. Uh, components of the label um so I, I called bob up and uh you know thanked him um for uh you know all the support he left has given us um and just let him know that we were moving on and, and he was he was super cool like really understand there was no like well fuck you dave davidson like you know like he um he was super cool about it and you know if bob if you're listening right now we, we still love you are you, ta- are you talking about juggalo bob yes oh juggalo bob <laughs> it sounds like you guys got like a plan you know like we're going to tour our asses off and like it's a long term plan. Yeah. Like, you know, and we're going to go from here and then we're going to go there and then we're going to go to Europe. And it, is that right? I mean, it's not like you guys are flying by night. No, no. I mean, I, I think, you know, you have to have a plan, especially when you're thinking about booking tours. And I mean, I mean you have to kind of schedule things out months in advance. I mean, I remember when we first started out, we were just stoked to have anything on the horizon. Like, oh, we're doing this, you know, local bar gig and we'd be stoked, you know. But as you get bigger, I mean, my hope was always that we would be able to plan things out much further in advance. I'd, I'd hear stories about bands that had, like, you know, their whole year booked out, and I was like, oh, that would be so cool to, like, you know, they've, they've got their shit that much together that they know where they're going to be, you know, if, if it's January, they know where they're going to be in October. Um, so uh, that's been a goal that we've been consciously working towards and, and, and trying to make happen. Um, you know, again, like, bottom line is we love playing music, um, and, you know, we love being on tour and uh, getting to travel. Uh, but we want to take it to that next level, really, basically, just because, you know, I want this to be all that I do because I want to fully devote all my uh, attention to it and all my focus to it. Um, so, you know, hopefully, uh, like I said, with this record coming out, um, you know, it'll get us, you know, one more notch up the ladder or several more notches up the ladder. Now, is this what you wanted to do forever? Uh, basically, is it one of yeah, those I mean, dreams that you had when you were a kid, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I I knew I wanted to be a musician like in an early age. I think I started playing guitar at like the age of twelve. Um, I saw uh, Joe Perry play. It was like an Aerosmith video. I think this was right around like when Nine Laughs was right coming 10. out. And um, I just thought it looked so cool. And like I was never really into sports as a kid or anything like that. And s- seeing music and really connecting with it, um, just like I was like this is what I want to do. And just getting a guitar for the first time, I just felt like. I don't know, just so cool as a kid, you know, give you something to, a culture to be a part of, you know, I'm a guitar player or whatever, you know, and now at this point, looking back on, um, if this makes sense, like, I've been playing guitar for more years that I've been alive than I have not been playing guitar, you know, so it's so fully ingrained in my personality at this point, I mean, if you ask me, like, you know, give me one word that you would describe yourself as, I would say, like, you know, guitarist or musician, Um, I mean, that's, it's, at the forefront of, of my life. I mean, it's, if I'm feeling, you know, uh, anxiety or something, like, pick up the guitar. If I'm feeling stressed out, pick up the guitar. If I'm feeling happy, sad, whatever, like, the guitar is, you know, just always there for me. It's, it's been my outlet from such a young age. And, um, you know, just something that uh, I've just grown up with. I've never felt like, it's like, I got a boatload of ambitions, right? But I've never felt like I've ever accomplished anything where I could, like go oh you know that dude who inspired me fuck him i could teach him shit now it's like you and joe perry it's like it's not like you'd go yeah joe i want to do an internet guitar lesson with you now joe should be buying an internet guitar lesson from you right 
and that's got to be a pretty strong feeling of accomplishment. It's actually funny. Like I, I teach Tom Hamilton's son guitar. Or I taught Tom Hamilton's son guitar. Oh, um, I, I, I don't foresee. Uh, you think any Tom's like of, sitting just off off the you, webcam. Well, you know, well it was in person because he lives in he lives in Boston. Oh. Um, Tom Hamilton's like son is he's a, a buddy of mine as well, but he's like a huge like metalhead. So like I was at like an Absu show. And Tom Hamilton was there with his son, just like hanging out. And like I remember being a kid, like in my full-on Aerosmith hysteria. Like I was probably like thirteen or fourteen, or whatever. And I was at the Cape Cod Mall. Cape Cod is like you know this sort of vacation spot in Massachusetts. And Tom Hamilton was there, and like I stalked him throughout the mall, and like met him, and like shook his hand. And it was like the coolest day of my life. Uh, and then it was just so weird. Years later, being at a fucking Absu show. Hanging out with me, he's like, "Hey, you want a drink, man?" And he was like, "Super cool," and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like, fourteen-year-old me would like shit his pants if like I knew years down the line, like Tom Hamilton would be offering me a drink somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah, he's really nice. You didn't shit your pants? I would have. No, I did. I didn't. I there was no. Uh, well, for Joe Perry, you would have shit your pants. Probably, yeah. If it was, if it was Joe, I, I, but Tom Hamilton's pretty cool. He's really. Badass bass player. See, I would think after an experience like that, you'd be like planning out. All right, when Joe Perry wants to buy me a drink because he knows I kick his ass in guitar, <laughs> what do I do after I shit my pants to just cover that up? You know that that's got to be some like, sort of depends or. I'd be thinking diaper, about maybe. that now. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, with, with excuses. You gotta have plans. You, know, <laughs> you <laughs> have a plan. <laughs> that's exactly. We, we I got, got the, ambition. We got the touring <laughs> plan, and I have my shit my pants plan. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> A lot of plans. Does it help that for like band cohesion and everybody's morale to like always have something that you're working towards the next thing, always be moving forward? Yeah, Um, I mean, I think that's just sort of a natural part of being in a band. I mean, you know, you you tour, you come home, you go out again, you write a record. Record the record. Yeah, ever have like one of the guys go, you think is like, oh man, I don't know, he's starting to like that girl a little bit too much. We better book a longer tour this next time, and uh, we'll go somewhere cool so that way he'll stick around for uh, us. <laughs> you ever do anything like that? Um, I don't know. I think you're kind of like either in it or you're not, you know. And if people have different crossroads like in their lives when like different things come up, and you know, the touring lifestyle is, is certainly like not for everyone. And for sometimes, you know, when it's uh, you know, when faced with different choices, I mean, people go down one path. I mean, our our base, our old bass player left the band because, you know, he wanted to pursue other um, endeavors. Was he the second call after you called Relapse to let him know you're fine with Metal Blade? No, no, no. He, he, oh yeah. he, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he just left because, um, you know, he wanted to do other things. And I would never hold that against him because it's it's a commitment to this kind of lifestyle. Um, you didn't take a selfie with the dude from Aerosmith and send it to him? Send it to him. <laughs> no, he's... <laughs> no, I'm not trying to make anyone... trying to make anyone jealous, you know? <laughs> so much lower on the totem pole. <laughs> it's all that stuff is just instinct. <laughs> well, so you grew up with guitar. Was uh, was music school an inevitability for you? Or did, or did your parents, like, push you to go go to school? Well, here's my whole music school story. Like, I started off, like, my mom was like, all right, I'm going to buy a guitar, but you have to take lessons. And I was like, okay, for sure. Like, you're buying the guitar. You're, yeah, you're buying the amp. You're buying the guitar. Like, I will totally take lessons. So right off the, the bat, you know, I was learning from someone, you know, rather than, you know, sometimes I guess people buy the kid a guitar and they're like, hey, go figure it out or whatever. The kid doesn't want to take lessons but they want the guitar. I mean, it was very clear, like, this is happening. Then from there, like, 
I went to this like exam school called Boston Latin School, which is like a very um, prestigious like high school or whatever. And I just like completely failed out of it. Like all I wanted to do was play guitar. I was like in like seventh eighth grade like rebellious mode as a teenager, and like just did not give a fuck about school. So I basically was faced with either repeating the year um, of eighth grade or going to this new like arts high school that had opened up. And I think my parents were like, all right, well, at least, he, you know, it was an audition-based school there, but not for, like, academics, more for, like, you know, playing and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I got off my audition and was like, all right, well, maybe he'll do better here because he's playing guitar for two hours out of the day, you know, and that will maybe kickstart him stop being an asshole. Um, and it did, you know, it worked, you know, like I was, I was, you know, pumped to be in school, you know, I was got to play guitar, um, I wanted to do well, because like, you know, if, if your grades were suffering, like you couldn't be in different ensembles and stuff like that. Um, so after doing that, it, you know, Berkeley just seemed like it was the, the right choice. Actually, this, the, the arts high school that I went to was a pilot school for all the different arts high schools as like sort of a feeder uh, program. So you know, Mass Art had its hand in the school, Berkeley had its hand in the school, Emerson had its hand in the school. So I was sort of, that was the uh, the natural course for kids that, you know, took the program seriously to end up at one of the arts colleges in the, in the area. What was the best thing you got out of your college music program? My college, the best thing I got out of it? Ah, oh, man. I think just studying with, like, just so many different players, you know, and just, just being exposed to... To, to diversity. I mean, I, I studied mainly when I studied private lessons. I was uh, doing mainly jazz stuff, and uh, you know, just seeing different approaches of like you know bebop guys and you know modern jazz dudes, and um, just just being exposed to so many different uh, ideas and, and, and uh, ways of approaching the guitar. Well, it's kind of a broad answer, but I mean, that was what I feel like my biggest takeaway was. Did you make connections that? Like if if you were like wanted to like do commercial work or something like that between tours or between albums, you could type of thing. That was the one problem with me with going to Berkeley is a lot of with, with Berkeley like networking is important. But I already had my own band and like everyone there was like trying to start a band or trying to like gig out and like do like you know whatever types of gigs um, to get by. And I already had my thing, so I just wanted to like get the information and learn and then how to incorporate that into my writing process. Uh, I mean, looking back on it, I think it would have been good to network more, go out of my comfort zone more. But you know, I had like my own group of like friends. Again, I grew up in Boston, so it wasn't like it behooved me to like make a bunch of new friends. I wasn't like this new kid in town that you know was trying to uh, fit into different cliques. I already had my core group of friends and, uh, and and was already buddies with a bunch of people like in the metal scene. So I didn't really feel that drive to come out of my shell, um, as it were. Uh, so that would be, I guess, one of my regrets is not networking as much. But either way, I still got like a lot out of it. Did you focus on more like of the jazz side of things while you're in school, and then every once in a while just bust out the metal? I mean, were you always metalhead through that, or did you? Did uh, no, you, I was a metalhead. Did, did you lapse? <laughs> I was a metalhead. I lapsed into indie when I was in college, so I, I can understand. I did ska. So. I was a metalhead through and through, but, um, you know, I, I was still studying with, with jazz musicians. Um, again, because I just wanted a different approach to guitar. I wanted a different way of thinking about it, um, different phrasing. I mean, it's just a, a different genre. And, and it was also, you know, intriguing, and I, and I like jazz music. Um, no. <laughs> oh, so, it's so, disgusting. So it's just... But it was Mom funny, though. I, mean, I, would, I would show up to, like, ensembles and stuff like that, and, like, I would have, like, a B.C. Rich Warlock with an X-Hoarder sticker on it, and I was going in for, like, you know, learning 
chord melodies and stuff like that of like you know Someday my prince will come. And Real like, book two, yeah, yeah, page ex- four, exactly. And and I guess just so many, so many dirty looks. I remember I had this one teacher, uh, Bruce Saunders, who's an amazing uh, modern jazz dude. And I would come in with like a SOD shirt, said "Speak English or Die," and he would just always fuck with me and like be like, "Call me Sod" and stuff like that. And he's like, "Sod, play this chord melody, Sod." That's gotta make it hard though, because it's like. It, <laughs> Or does it make it easy? Where like you walk in with that, and they go, "Oh shit!" Yeah, and their expectations were probably really, really low. low. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, I think they all knew like my heart was coming from the right place. Um, I was legitimately a fan of jazz, and you know, wanted to learn more about it. I wasn't going in like trying to like give them lip or challenge them and be like, "I'm the middle and it's going to show you a thing or two. Like you know, I realized that like this is a genre that you know, requires like a lot of dedication and like um, a lot of skill to play. So you know, let me just like try and absorb as much of this as I can rather than come in there with like a aggressive kind of attitude or bravado. I just, I'm convinced that jazz is just like musical masturbation because it's like the only person who's enjoying themselves is the person playing. But it's like lifting weights, you know, it's like exercise, you know I mean? Because there's so much there to, you're doing no, math. there's nothing every, there. Oh, but there's like, there's a bunch of seventh chords. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I disagree. I think, uh, just the improvised nature of it and um yeah improvisation is overrated too it's overrated <laughs> well i don't know I think just write it down will just you? write it down yeah there's That's something what i was gonna ask i was like are you a pen and paper kind of writer or are you just like let's go with the flow let's see what happens no well sometimes i'll write stuff up but very very rarely um it's more um just just writing riffs. What I'll do is I'll record my riffs, and I'll, I basically do it like in a two-part thing. So if it's a fast riff, I'll record it, and then I'll play it slower. So rather than spend the time notating it, I'll just if I forget it, I'll have it like in a slowed-down version, so I can just relearn it by ear, kind of thing. Um, and that just seems to—it's really just kind of a time saver um, for me. Do you hear the bands that are like trying to incorporate jazz and metal and just? You know, like, oh, come on. You guys I think, aren't doing like, it right. jazz sometimes is, like, a buzzword. And, like, sometimes, like, people that say they're, like, jazzy or whatever don't really know anything about jazz um, and are just sort of, I don't know, again, like, trying to use it as, like, they're sort of like a... playing chords on the bass. <laughs> you know, like that trio escapes, right? On Metal Blade. I've never heard them oh, play. I was hoping so. they would talk shit. Yeah, that's yeah. All, that's I, all I'm trying. I, I, don't, I don't know what, what the vibe is, like, because I've never heard it. Um... <laughs> I mean, there's, there's certainly musicians in, in metal that, like, you know, listen to jazz and stuff like that, but, but sometimes, you know, you hear it kind of get thrown around, like, oh, it's screamo with jazz, and, and you're like, what the fuck is this, you know? <laughs> but, like, I don't know. Because jazz takes, like, a, you know, it's, it's, it takes a high level of dedication to, like, really, you know, be even, like, intermediate at it um, because there's again there's the chords there's how you approach soloing I mean, it's just like a different feel I mean you're swinging eighth notes as opposed to playing them straight and stuff um, yeah but it's, once it's like taught in college it's you know I'm, I, it's delegitimate at that point you know like as soon as they start you know they're going to be teaching Sabbath any second now and that's like alright now we've all moved on now. you know what I mean if I guess it, so if it were cool they wouldn't teach it oh okay so well I don't know. I mean, I think like astrophysics is pretty cool, but yeah, but nobody can learn it. They can teach it all they want. Jazz people can learn. 
They already did, w- there was one school that actually has a course on metal. Yeah, lyrics. there is. I think it's in the UK somewhere. Yeah, right. Uh, it's like they have a whole thing on metal lyrics. Yeah, yeah, but they're laughing their asses off the like whole. the whole time. The moment that 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 door closes, everybody's just sitting around laughing their ass off. That's <laughs> not a class. I listen to Sabbath. Record. I took a semiotics of rock and roll class. I had no idea what semiotics are. <laughs> I mean, really, why learn anything? You know, <laughs> it's like <laughs> if it's written down. I, just throw it out. But I would think like a, a real jazz student comes away with a heroin addiction. If you do it right. If you do it you right. Do. That's why I'm not a jazz musician. I did it wrong, unfortunately. <laughs> that's, actually, that's my biggest regret. The networking thing is one, but you know, really not getting a crippling addiction to heroin. Yeah. Um, God damn it. But you put it on your list. I mean, so. <laughs> There's still as, hope. As long as it, it's still on your list. It, it hasn't good. not touched metal. Right. So, you know. All right. Well, well, kick ass, dude. Thank you very much. New Thank record, you. New, this is going to be up on uh, on Monday. So the new record comes out the next day. So Killer. Uh, Deathless is the new record, and it's uh, it's pretty fucking awesome. So Thanks so much, congratulations. guys. Congratulations uh, on that, and uh, thank you for taking the time out, dude. We of appreciate Of course, it. man. I appreciate the... Uh, Inter- you guys forgot to ask me how the tour was going, though. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I thought we started with that. <laughs> you were just going to lie anyway. <laughs> it fucking sucks.
subscribe to the Metal Sucks Podcast today.
Mass and Volume is the new EP from Pig Destroyer, and it's huge doom. I love it. Do you, you hate this? I mean, you hate no, the doom. So I, what gonna, do you think I'm of looking, this? I'm gonna listen to it. I can't. I got. I can't wait. It's, I love Pig Destroyer. I, you know, I, they're not breaking any walls down, but I loved. I've always loved their sense of adventure about what they're doing. Well, I think they're. You know, this one they're able to just put together i don't know it's almost like they had these they made by the way we're just fucking around in the in the rehearsal room and and put something pretty groovy together man yeah he sounds like he sounds like old school napalm death as far as like barney you know voice wise and then just some amazing riffs in that uh that one's called red tar is the song from uh, p destroyer on the metal sucks podcast lovely yeah i think it's you know kind of cool the way that they're you know we don't have a full album but here's a couple songs we don't have a full album yet. Here's a couple songs. Keeping the Pig Destroyer name out, keeping their fans satiated. Which more bands did that? Well, and also doing something different. Yeah, you know, and and something that it's like, hey, we this would never be on a regular Pig Destroyer album. Maybe it will. I don't think it would. I don't think it would ever. You be, don't it, think this is them taking a chance and seeing if people, you know, freak out or not freak out and able to, you know, either, you know, if people no, go, oh my I, god, this is the most awesome thing ever, they yeah, can go. See, I, th- I think it's a great way to just kind of go. We have this in us. We want to get it out of us, and we're going to put it over here and let it do its thing over there, and then go back and do the regular stuff even if it's not i think it's a really cool way for a band to like try to change what they're doing without changing anything they could just put out a couple songs and see if people react yeah and then go with it you know well let's see i don't know i'm still rather than committing a full album and touring cycle and everything to a new sound and having everybody go "Eh, no (laughs) you know well no i agree i agree with that but i but i don't think that I don't want to ever see a band just go, hey, by the way, we're going to try this weird fucking shit over here and see if it works. Then we're going to go that way. I just don't want to. I don't want to. Why not? Because I love what they do already. Maybe. I don't want them to go that way. What, well, what if it's another band? What if it's a band that, 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 you know, that you didn't like and they put out a couple songs and you hear those and you go, well, that's pretty awesome. That would be cool. Yeah, I guess. That's glass <laughs> half empty. You're thinking glass. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking glass half full. Uh, dude, hello. I'm a, I'm a glass half empty guy. I've always been that way. Have you not? Have, apparently, you have not listened but to this when, podcast before. But, but when you, because because I am the glass half empty guy. But, I'm the pessimist. But even if you were glass half empty, wouldn't you rather your favorite band, like a Pig Destroyer, just put out a couple songs, trying something new, no. and you would like go, well, I'm not sure if I dig it or I don't dig it or what, and then the audience responds, and then the band either goes with it or says you know we got it out of our system we're good i would rather them just like you know it's 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 masturbated porn you just get it out of your system good and then go back to what you were doing you know, i know go back to you go no. back to your daily life i think this is get a, it out work out the kinks and move on i didn't think this was a topic but i think this is a great topic i think this is a great opportunity for bands to try something different mm. and without being over sticking their necks no, out too I, far I, and i agree i think i think it's we a want gr- bands to do different no things. i think it's a good way for bands to do that and i and to and to do and to try things but i don't want them to fucking follow those directions i mean it's a don't don't go there yeah, we do. We don't want yeah. Iron Maiden or Judas Priest putting out the same album for 40 years. I want Iron Maiden to put out the same album again. No, because they that's what they do, and nobody buys the new album. Well, that's okay, because we only go to the shows where they play the old shit anyway. Exactly. So what if, when, you know, then you've got somebody like Carcass 
or insomnium or uh, freaking uh, enslaved who have been around for 20 odd years and they put out an awesome album and everybody goes, whoa, what the hell? And it's great. And then I'm buying the new shit. I'm not buying the old shit. Forget it. I want the new stuff. Nah, see, I, th- I, I think that they, I, th- I think it's a good way to play around with different things that you might want to do in your head. Like you, Okay, your bass player wants to write a fucking Doom record. Let's go ahead and write a couple of Doom songs and see what happens, man. But go back, you know, but see go what back to what you were doing. But what if everybody goes, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread? Uh, see, I, but it's, I don't want that to happen with Pig Destroyer. I want Pig Destroyer to do what they, what they do. No, if they, if they, if, what they did was great, but if they've got really great ideas and doing something different, I'm into that too. No, they have really great ideas. They're doing something a little bit different. Every record, they're not going completely opposite direction, which is what they did on this EP. And that's what I'm saying is like, I don't want a complete 90 degree turn or a complete 180 degree turn, turn on, on any band. Look, if I've got, if I've got some faith in a band in musicians and I'm willing to go on a trip with them, I want to be able to go. I am glad that they're excited about what they're doing. When a band is doing something that they're not excited about anymore, it, it, you can feel it, you can hear it and it sucks. But I, 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 so I don't want a band going, well, we changed things up just a little bit. If they're not into doing just changing things up just a bit, if they feel like doing something awesome, wicked, well, that's totally fine. different, that's uh, well, great. Well, that's fine. Good for them. I mean, I don't have to buy it. Right. But what if it's you awesome? Know? No, it, but that's fine. I may not think it's awesome. But what if you do? And so big so destroyer is a case of where you're like dude this is pretty awesome no it's pretty awesome but i don't i i really hope that like their next album is not nine, 90 minutes long of of doom music nobody wants 90 minutes of doom so music. i mean you you you're probably gonna hate that fucking record right there maybe because it's 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 exactly what you don't want to hear because you hate fucking doom so the the thing is is that it, that you're you're defending something that you think sucks so yeah well which is fun no i'm (laughs) defending and the idea of testing something out and letting and 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 seeing if it excites you as a musician and excites your audience and if it does then committing to it but sometimes that excitement is just the fact that something's fucking different it has nothing to do with whether okay this is a this sounds good it's pretty interesting it's exciting because it's well it's fucking strange it's something really out of character. That's interesting to people for that small attention span that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And look, it's two fucking songs. That's really interesting for this EP. But if you go and you maintain that, and eh, now I'm fucking bored with it, and I don't want to go, I'm not going to follow you on, on this journey that you're going down. Well, so do your fucking patchouli, take your fucking mushrooms, and go back and fucking write your goddamn Doom record, whatever the fuck you're doing. <laughs> get back to the goddamn point, all right? <laughs> but, write what you're supposed to fucking write and shut the fuck up. No, all right? but <laughs> see, that's the thing is, it's like if, if they called themselves Electric Wizard and hired a chick, you'd be like, this is the greatest thing ever. But because it's called Pig Destroyer, you're like, yeah, I'm entertained right now, but don't commit to it. Well, no, I mean, I think I think that that's I think it's just a one off. It's a one off deal, you know. But what if it's not? Then um, it's not. I don't know. Well, but I don't know. What we'll if have it, to see. What if it ends up being like the future? I judge on what I have in front of me, not what I what may or may not happen. But isn't this a great 
way for Pig Destroyer and other bands to try massive changes if they're interested. Oh, in totally. Them. I mean, I, I think that's it's the, it's the Ween Country album. It's the it's the whole idea of like let's fucking try something completely insane. Yeah, and then yeah, you get it out of your system. You know? But maybe you don't. Maybe you end up getting up to number one in Billboard. <laughs> Maybe you end up putting your kids through college with it. We don't know. But what you end up, instead of spending thousands and thousands of dollars in a studio and committing years of your life to a new sound that nobody likes, instead, you put out a couple songs, people go freaking awesome, and then next thing you know, you got yourself a direction for the future of your career, and that could be pretty freaking cool. It can be pretty cool, but it's also some of those things where you have to you run the risk of alienating all your old fans. I, you know, old fans should be alienated <laughs> because no. that's all, you know, old no. fans will never be entertained by new stuff. Old fan. No, that's not, that's not true at oh, all. Golly. Yeah. Right. That That's why every band that's old puts out something awesome every year. No, most old bands put out no. more boring old shit. <laughs> A lot of them do. Yeah. No. And that's because their that old true. fans don't want to change. It's because their old fans are conservative and just want to hear the same old shit. And you know what? And their audience gets smaller and smaller because old fans die. Thank God they do. And 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 new fans look at that shit and go, eh, I'm into monuments, man. I didn't mention them earlier. Monuments, freaking awesome. <laughs> And you know what? If the future of monuments, I got away from that. I got away from that album. Totally, I got, I got bored. Oh no! But dude, yeah, I totally got bored with it. As awesome as I think that album is, you know, if they end up like going into like other directions, I'm, 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 I want to check it out. I want to see what they do. No, and see, I mean, I don't mind bands that 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 drift and do things. Look or at they Faith try No stuff. More, I mean, man. Yeah, I, I anything after Angel Dust, you know, fucking. You know, well, whatever, yeah. dude. So kiss Agreed. my ass. Agreed. Yeah, it's a, it's the fucking new stuff. It's just about the old stuff. I mean, <sighs> but think of Faith No More. And instead of putting out all of uh, uh, a King for a Day, they had just put out a couple songs, and people go, yeah, and, you know, it sounds like the old stuff. And, you know, and every once in a while, there's a monkey wrench like fucking Carcass, where they put out one of the best albums of their entire career best. as their latest fucking album. Yes. You know, old guys putting out new shit that fucking rules, dude. New you know, insomnium we're gonna, people. We're gonna get that with fucking at the Why gates. Why isn't anybody no, else talking about but, insomnia? But what I'm talking about is is that that is exactly what what you're what you're talking about here is that the old bands can fucking do shit that's interesting they can write shit that's up there and they can do that some of you know it's just when you're sitting back on your ass you're when it's fucking black sabbath 13 and it's the same fucking album it's the same fucking bullshit that's always been there and it's boring and it's uh, it's, it's safe it's yep. really safe it's really secure you're just playing to your fucking base mm-hmm. you know it's the republican party it's what it's what they're doing they're basically just playing to the people singing the songs that that to the shit people know yeah and not trying anything different and and you don't have to try anything different like carcass didn't do anything fucking different on surgical steel they just did it really fucking good you bet so you don't have to change look big destroyer could do the same fucking record they did they could do the same shit they've been doing for years as long as they do it fucking well and they've been doing it well and and i have no i will not begrudge them an ep where they're trying something different because it's interesting to Mm -hmm. me and i want to hear something interesting but please don't become a doom band. I beg you. I want you to do grindcore again. I'm, it's okay. Yeah, I see. And I, for me, it's, I just don't want to see people that I fucking love do that. No, agreed. Nobody wants to wipe you, out. Nobody wants anybody else. Ah. To, 
friends don't let friends become doom bands. That's the way I look at it. I, I totally agree with that. But if they did something no, and, really awesome, I'm no, in. no, no, no. And I and I get the I get the itch. Like, okay, you need to you need to scratch the fucking itch, right? I get that. You go ahead, use that, scratch it. You can keep that. You can keep that. Wash this. Uh, no, I mean. Yeah, you have that creative itch, and you want to get rid of that. You want to, you want to do those things, but at the same time, I mean, I guess you can't be afraid of doing something different because your audience is going to do this or that. But you can't not expect them to go, eh, fuck off, you know? Right. Well, but I mean, all right. Here's a great example. Last year, Super Collider, right? Megadeth doing something very different. We're like forty minutes into this conversation, <laughs> right? But like, Super Collider is like, you know, as awful an album as that is. Yeah. It was Dave Mustaine going, I want to get on album-oriented radio. How do I do it? Well, yeah. And, but, but wouldn't it have been so much better for, well, Roadrunner Records are probably still laughing. But, you know, as far as for Megadeth and, and the labels that were d- distributing him, would have been so much better if he had put out a couple of those songs and let everybody go, eh, yeah, Dave, no. Yeah, well, you do an EP with a couple of live songs, like a Tula Mall or something Whatever. on the back end of it, or yeah. something like that, and then just test the waters. But yeah. it's not. But at the same time, though, that what I'm saying so much better. But what I'm saying is that that like that album in particular, and and now we're getting a little too granular as far as like case by case or whatever. Mm-hmm. But but like that right there, it's not that far. That's not that much different than what he's been doing. I mean, it really is not that much different than what he's done the last five records. It's just Bad. not that good. You know, and like I said, the carcass, like at the gates, is going to sound like at the gates. It's going to sound like Slaughter of the Soul. It's not going to sound like anything fucking amazing and crazy and new and different. It's going to sound like Slaughter of the Soul. It's going to sound like what they're supposed to sound like, but it's going to be amazing. So that's the, and that's my point is that the, these old bands can do it if they do it fucking right. It's just nobody, you know, so many times they just can't quite put their finger on what, on that magic. Right. And a lot of that comes from, and this is, seems to be a common theme is that they've been making music all along. The ones that have taken that break for 20 years and come back have been like, Hey, all right, we're fresh again. Well, you know? I don't know. Enslaved kept on going. Reaper yeah, was true. freaking awesome. That's true. And like I said, going. we're kind of granular. It's yeah. a case by case. Totally. Know. Totally. So, but, but, but I guess, know. I guess my feeling is for those bands that are able to do what they've always done and just do it more awesome. Great. But for those bands who are bored, I'd much rather well, you try doing something completely different. And I agree with that. I think I think that if you've got in something like this this EP, you know, it's 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 well worth it for them to explore that, you know, and, and to go for it, you know, and explore your sexuality, uh, flirt around, maybe maybe touch a penis or two. It's all good, you know. You it's 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 good to to you know just play. I think there's and, so and many, see what there is. So many bands are like, uh, I well, don't begrudge anybody the new album, a sodomy. It's all good. The new album, we took what we've done before, and we're kind of tweaking with it, so it's a little bit different. I mean, even Dave from Revocation was saying in the interview we just had, right? He's like, yeah, you know, it's it's Revocation, but we're you know we're trying yeah, to adjust, you yeah. know, and that's all well and good. And you know, their new album, I'm not, it's 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 deathless. That tune is freaking awesome, right? Um, so I'm excited about hearing the whole album, but I I would love to have a band go. You know what? We were bored as shit. And so we did something totally different. And, you know, if they do it in two songs just released online, then everybody can go freaking great or not. And that's cool. But then making your decision based on what the audience says to that? Well, is I that think, the right way to go or no, not? No, but it's it's it, not the right way to go. No, but it's part hey, of Hey, look, it. we fucking sold this. So yeah, let's go with it. Let's go this route because we feel it because the audience said it was good. It was, it was good. No, but I think it's part of it. 
you know, it, it sucks to go up on stage and have everybody stare at you blankly. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Is but that it, it, but if, if I go to a Pink Destroyer show and they do nothing but Doom, I'm going to be like, whoa. Yeah, well, that's what we do with Doom bands. But I think that, like, if you're standing, <laughs> but if you play, do something new and, and you light up the room, you're going to feel that excitement. Yeah, very true. All right, we got to wrap this up. <laughs> so we, this, this was supposed to be a five-minute conversation yeah. that it turned into something completely different. It's so great. Yeah, like, just like you said, you're I like, told you, we don't need a topic. Just go with you. it. I fucking told you. you. Just roll with it, man. It's all good. Dude. Hey, hey what, one minute to midnight. I was going to tell you. I was like, we got to remind people about one minute to uh, midnight. It's a new uh, thing that we're going to be uh, doing. We want you to submit your uh, su- submissions. <laughs> we want to submit your band. Uh, best 60 seconds that you can find. Uh, because... Uh, we want we're going to put it in front of some people that matter yeah. and and actually have them judge you and uh, see uh, if you're any good yeah uh, including us yeah so yeah it'll it'll be pretty interesting there's a uh, we posted it's you're gonna have to go back a couple pages I'll make sure I pull it up we can tweet about it this week I'm okay. at bearded ape on Twitter and I'm at godless speaks so follow us on Twitter if you want to find it I'll make sure we link to it up there on the Twitter box and uh, you can submit your band for sixty seconds. Uh, right here on the Metal Sucks podcast and, uh, and be judged yeah. <laughs> one way or another. Well, it's not you even just so much a judgment. I just want to get like, you know, hey, uh, you got to turn up the guitar. You got to yeah, I think, think it's actually, about turning that riff upside down, it, stuff like that. Exactly. Pr- uh, practical advice for people that are making music, you know, and that's the idea from professionals, not not us, right. like actual musical professionals uh, that are recording or otherwise that might be able to help you out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's going to be uh, coming soon I'm to the Metal Sucks podcast. That that's very cool. I, I want to hear I, I, I want to hear some new stuff. You actually had a good idea. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. All right. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's wrap Dude, this up. Dude, do we got to wait a whole week for the next episode? I know. Oh, we got to do this tomorrow. What the heck? So many things going. This is what happens. Like I said, we just keep we just start tearing it up. Dude. Are you are you going to tell everybody what we're doing next week? Um, what are we doing? Oh, job for a cowboy is going to be on next week. Yeah, so, yes. and this is a really good one. Yeah, Nick is uh, Nick is pretty awesome. We've yeah. talked to a bass player, <laughs> even, even though uh, you know Godless doesn't like bass players it, very much. You know, and if you're a bassist of a doom metal band, just. You know, just jump <laughs> off a bridge now. Oh, I mean, really? Come on. I mean, come on. Now that's, that's the most a, useless. Now that's a glass half empty kind of oh, attitude right there, man. Yeah. Make sure you are subscribed to us on iTunes, man. Give us five stars. Tell us we suck and all that stuff. Just search Metal Sucks Podcast. We're on. Uh, we're on. What are we on? Stitcher and all that stuff. I'm just saying, get wet. I'm just, not saying die. <laughs> uh, just search Metal Sucks Podcast and you'll find us. I'm Chuck. I'm Godless, and this has been another episode of the Metal Sucks Podcast. Oh, it's so dead.